keep on kissing babies and hugging fat girls. Sell out full of suffering, succotash, son. But it's me, Austin. Oh, son of a bitch. What? It's me, Austin. It was me all along, Austin. And your teeth look like two pike too, Billy. And you book a match with me, that's right, Killing. Look at me. I'm a total package. I will rip him apart. I'm pissed now. Where to, Stephanie? Marks with Dan St. Germain. Welcome everybody to Total Evan Marks. I am the king of sad style, the man with the largest calves in the world, the St. Germain Woo event. Here, as always, is my co-host, Sergeant Slaughterhouse, Scotty Chaps. What up, brother? And we got a mega show today. We got a super show as the WWE would like to would like uh, would like to phrase it. Uh, today we have Conrad Thompson and Shuli Egar both on the phone with us. How are you guys doing? I'm good, buddy. Thanks for having me, Dan. <laughs> I should have introduced you separately. That was a mistake on my point. Yeah, I would. You're all at a four-way stop sign. How disgusting of Dan to do such a thing. Yeah, you know, look, guys. Uh, great, man. Appreciate the opportunity to come on and try not to step on anybody. Four dudes talking at the same time. This sounds like uh, something Eric Bischoff booked in 1999. <laughs> <laughs> yep, sounds pretty pretty hot, man. I uh, I I saw I showed this is unrelated, but I showed my uh, fiance uh, cake farts for the first time. Have you guys ever seen that? Uh, did I see yeah. it? I filmed it. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Conrad, you've genuinely watched cake farts. Oh, absolutely! It's a it's a, a white chick with a cute booty sitting in a chocolate cake. What's not going to watch about that? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you watch it with the sound on, she's farting the whole time. <laughs> oh, you, you tell me I don't watch it on the sound? Like that's how I propose to my wife. I said, "Well, you fart in my mouth." <laughs> I can't believe you guys lasted to the farting. I was done so fast. I didn't even get to that. <laughs> Immediately, it's, which... my, it's my two favorite things as a fat guy. You know, a big booty and chocolate cake. Count me in. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite is at the very end when she tries to like pucker out one more fart and it doesn't work. Oh, is that your and favorite? And then they just cut the silence. <laughs> That's your review. You can't. Uh, you guys can't see it, but uh, Scott is furiously masturbating me right now. <laughs> um, let's uh, should be. <laughs> let's jump into the ten count number one. The Rock, Vin Diesel, and Jason Statham's Fast and Furious Riders, according to IndieWire.com. Jason Statham, Dwayne Johnson, and Vin Diesel all negotiated special arrangements with producers for their fight scenes. Is uh, this douchey, or do you understand this? I'll start with you, Conrad. Well, thank you. Uh, no, I understand it totally. Uh, I, I think that uh, as silly as it sounds, wins and losses do count on the big screen. You know, when those when wrestling matches are coming out, it's fast and furious, and you know it's uh, it's a new thing every week. It's easy to sort of forget about it, but I mean, 
I remember Superman, every L he took and every victory he had. So when that happens on the silver screen, I think it matters. And uh, I get it. I mean, listen, that's probably the reason a lot of our favorite wrestling matches didn't happen either, brother. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> How about you, Shuley? No, I got to say, you know, this isn't surprising to me at all. In fact, I have a similar writer with my wife. Uh, every time we have sex, she has to say it hurts, it's too big. Uh, and that's just something that I I need for my ego. I mean, that's all we're talking about is ego. And, you know, uh, it, it, the little surprising thing is Statham. I can understand The Rock because that's the world he kind of came from, right? You know, uh you're not going to lose clean in the middle unless you absolutely have to or unless you're leaving and uh, and putting the next guy over. So I can kind of understand that. The Statham thing is a little interesting, but, but you know, it's Hollywood, man. I mean, shit, there's a guy with an island with a temple to bang chicks. So, I mean, anything's possible. Jeffrey you know Epstein, I mean? he'll be on next week. So look forward to that. <laughs> Uh, man, I've been following that story just to take. Well, hey, if that's real and he's really on next week, tell him I said fuck him and he should have stuck to transporter movies. How's that? <laughs> wait, 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 what? Wait, wait, Jeffrey Epstein is Michael Bay? <laughs> Are you talking about Jeffrey Epstein or Michael Bay, Conrad? Oh, I thought you were talking about uh, Jason Statham. No, <laughs> yeah, Jeffrey Epstein has the private <laughs> island with all the underage kids. All the Jews look alike over there. He can't tell. <laughs> no, it's true. It's, it's no wonder you can't get booked at Stand Up Live. We have a strict <laughs> one Jew a month policy. My <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jeffrey Epstein apparently had an island where celebrities would go and have sex with uh, underage uh, kids. And in response, Jerry Waller said, "Book my ticket." <laughs> <laughs> Where do I sign? Uh, what did he think, Scott? Boo. Oh, shut up. Boo. Conrad's got to give a fucking working relationship with these guys. Uh, Scott, <laughs> Scott. Yeah, I think it makes absolute sense. I mean, th- look, Dude, if it was... friend texted like it was the dumbest thing in the world. Yeah, well, if, it, if it was a standalone movie, if there was just like one of the... Th- this is a series of films. It's incorporated with a series of films. Like they, So it is, yeah, wins and losses do matter. Am I going to want to invest in this guy in the next movie if he's getting his fucking ass kicked in the other movie? Right. In the future, I want this guy to fight this guy, but is it going to be believable if I lose to this guy in this movie? Like, it all, it's, it makes absolute sense. I, I, I don't even think, like, not only are, should they be doing it, but the writers should be doing it. Yeah. Did you guys see the movie, by the way? No, I haven't. No. Um, but, I thought it was pretty good. I, I did want to say, you know, this has been going on in Hollywood for years and on all different on all different levels. Uh, like, how many talk show hosts have their seats higher than the guests? Uh, you know, there's there's various actors that always have to be taller than the other one if they're on screen. Like, it's it's variations of it all through Hollywood for years. There's nothing new. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why they made this such a big deal, but it's a fun thing to talk about, um, especially. Like, you know, because I've seen it, too, where actors come in through the editing process and they're like, no, I want to help the story. But it's clearly like this. This this shot makes me look the most ripped, you know, like that's that's why they're there. That's the M.O. But, you know, I mean, I guess it's the business too. the movie that makes the movie better. If yeah, if the person looks ripped in that shot, that's a better movie. Yeah. The movie was pretty good. I saw it this this week. I thought it was like one like the probably the best one since the one where Paul Walker died. 
Or like, like you know, like rode off. In he the rode sunset. off. What the fuck? He doesn't die. He doesn't die, but I mean, you know, he rode off. CGI Paul Walker. Well, he rides off into heaven. That's no, like he's doing cool crime stuff and like they Cuba can't bring him back. <laughs> yeah, but you're supposed to assume he's out there somewhere, and we'll this see is, him again. This That's is like the song. This I'll is see where, you again. This is where we uh, reveal to Scott that like uh, Paul Walker's dead. <laughs> <laughs> He has no idea. He's just been living in the world of kayfabe, Fast and the Furious. Um, yeah, and I, I don't understand how Jason Statham has become this, like, big, tough dude. He's like, I still remember him dancing in that old, like, 80s British music video, you know? He's, like, somehow been able to, you know, I guess it's all work, right? No, he's ripped. Video of him, uh, on a, I think he was, like, in a junior Olympic dive team. Is that badass though? I mean I know it's I know it takes a ton of skill, but when when are you ever like, oh I can't wait to see this guy fucking high dive off this shit? <laughs> it doesn't really help in a fight, I guess. Like I want to see like a like a fat woman jump into like a hot tub filled with pudding or something, you know, like <laughs> something like that. But I you know I don't, I don't want to see some dude dive. Come on. <laughs> Boring as shit. You- that shit what else we got <laughs> number two <laughs> the road to SummerSlam. uh i just want to talk about anything that happened on raw and smackdown this week i want to try to be positive because uh i, I find myself being overwhelmingly negative uh as far as being like a wrestling fan being mark Th- these are the things from raw that i actually did enjoy um the tag titles were actually defended uh, the, they're using Bray Wyatt the best way they can possibly use him, or the Fiend. Um, I, I I don't mind the Roman storyline. I do think it's going to be hilarious if it turns out to be Rikishi. That's kind of what I want it to be. Well, last night, I mean, they said it was Rowan, right? Yeah, so they're saying, I guess, so that it's, it's going to... unless it's like a... But here's what I don't understand. The pay-per-view is Sunday, and you have no more TV until then. I don't. I think they're holding off on that match. Oh, you think it's not going to happen? Yeah, no, I think he's, it's going to be some sort of like storyline schmoz thing. I don't, I don't know. I mean, that that's. Just, I mean, that that's clearly just poor writing. I mean, they just didn't get it done on time. You know, the the worst thing they could do is make a chain McMahon, which with Vince, that's always a possibility. Ooh, I don't know. Um, and uh, yeah, I think Dolph is the best guy to put Goldberg over. I thought Samoa Joe was great on Raw. There was a great uh, Becky promo. I'm actually excited about the Kofi. And uh, Orton match. And I'm excited. You know, I was a little bit bummed out that they had um, Aleister Black fight Sami Zayn on SmackDown. But we've been bitching about these pay-per-views being five hours for the past, like, two fucking years. Maybe it's a good thing that this isn't completely overstacked. And it's still, like, nine or ten matches. I I don't know. Anything from Raw or SmackDown stick out for you this week, Conrad? No, uh, it's probably not a surprise to you, but I didn't watch either one. I DVR'd it. I figured I could listen to this show, and you guys would tell me what was good. Uh, <laughs> and it sounds like I've done a good job avoiding it all so far. I do have a question. In theory, can you think of a more bungled return than Roman Reigns? Roman Reigns overcomes cancer, a real-life situation. He should come back the biggest babyface of all. And here we are just a few days away from SummerSlam. And not only is he not in the main event, we don't even have a fucking match for him. This is like, 
Maybe exhibit A of the most bungled thing WWE is doing right now. Well, who would you put Roman in the main event with? I mean, would you put him against Brock again? They did that last summer. They've done it to death. So, so I guess my question is, you're saying, let's just cut Roman because he has no value because you can't think of an opponent for him? No, I'm not saying that. I, I do think it should have been maybe Roman and Brian, and they should have figured the story. But apparently, according to the dirt sheets, which you know are only right like 50% of the time, um, that Vince McMahon completely rewrote Raw so they would have get more mileage out of it. I guess it's similar to, do you remember the Shawn Michaels, Chris Jericho feud the second time around when uh, we thought yeah. like Michaels ended up uh, hitting uh, his own, or, or it was like Jericho hit his wife or Jericho made Michaels hit his own wife. I think they're going to probably do something like that, but they haven't really announced it yet. I mean, they should have like, you know, Roman confronts Eric Rowan or something of that nature. But... I mean, you brought it up this yeah, week. Like, listen, it's, it, at the end of the day, it's Eric Rowan. And, and, like, how many people are invested in that guy, right? Nobody. Not, not a lot. Yeah, I, I and, legitimately and, think the match know, is happening Chicago at SummerSlam. That's such a great point because you're watching this. They had, they had everything going their way to finally get this guy from being hated to being loved. And it's as if he's at WCW. They just dropped the ball, and now they got nothing. He's right back where he was. It's like... You know, what a waste. Guy gets cancer and beats it, and nothing's done with it. It's ridiculous. Well, let me tell you. It's a real-life situation. It's something you don't have to write, and you would think that, you know, they would have had something sort of working behind the scenes. Hey, when Roman comes back, when he meets this thing, here's what we're going to do with him. But instead, it feels like they're just trying to figure it out every week, and they just start over every single week. And as a result, you had – you know, a natural opportunity, maybe a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, certainly a hope, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, to have a real feel-good story, a redemption story of sorts. Not that he did anything wrong, but, you know, nobody's going to boo a guy who just beat cancer. And, and, and you ought to be able to program that to make him the biggest baby face there. And you could refresh his look, have a new opponent, have a new theme song, have a new finisher, whatever you think needed retooling with the character. I mean, if he's your franchise... Why would you not plan for him? And it feels like every week it's, what about this? And they're just trying stuff. And it sort of feels like, you know, an amateur chef throwing spaghetti against the wall, seeing what'll stick. And so far, nothing has. Well, I think that, you know, not to sound like a broken record, but Roman's abilities are very limited. Hobbs and Shaw used Roman the best way that anyone I've ever seen use Roman since the original Shield. And that's that he didn't have a fucking line in the entire movie. Yeah. He just looked badass and threw shit, you know? Yeah, I mean, what if what if the the cold hard truth is he is so he like that that it factor is so not there that even cancer couldn't bring him there. Like that could be a possibility. Yeah. Is that even his cancer like he couldn't benefit from him. That's how talentless he is in in that way of like cuz he's a talented guy. He's a talented but, that performer. thing that makes you want to really root for somebody. It's just not in him. I mean, it's, what not, if he in, got it's cancer, not in most of the roster. What if he got like, what if they said it like, okay, well, the cancer didn't is in remission, but he was. they had to amputate his tongue so he can't do promos anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so he just spears people. <laughs> and that's the only one. Change his name to Mongo. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I mean, it's the only way you can get over it. Then you can like read it. It's like uh, that Jersey Kaczynski book, Being There, where... We're like, you know, that you just read into whatever the fuck he's 
not saying, and that's how you get him over. I don't know. You're right, though. Not they only, not only not only are they not getting him over. You got all this young talent that that's just wasting away. You can get two people over by creating something with him, and now nobody's getting over. Yeah, but Buddy Murphy looked like a bitch. But at least they did something for him. I guess this get, brings us to number three, which are SummerSlam and NXT predictions. First off, Conrad, are you going to even watch, you think? Or is this just too much for you? Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to check out Trish Stratus and, and Charlotte Flair. You guys will have to let me know how the rest of it is. Oh, wow. <laughs> you were so checked out. When, is, when did you... This is an interesting question. When did you stop watching current wrestling on a regular basis? Like when you started the podcast? when I committed to doing five fucking podcasts and a convention and a mortgage company and got married. So I just have too much on my plate. My life is consumed with recording or watching old wrestling or trying to help people refire, buy a house or be a dad. And it's just too much time in the day. And you know, if something's cool, I'll get a text from somebody. Says, hey man, you got to check this out. But I suspect my phone's not going off too much this weekend. Wow. And sure. Are you keeping abreast of it pretty or on a weekly basis, or are you have you kind of lapsed into casual fan category? Uh, I definitely with with WWE, the main roster. I definitely lapsed into a casual fan category. Uh, NXT, I, I'm watching more religiously, and and you know, as far as predictions go, I mean, what other prediction do you have for NXT other than it's going to be a home run? These guys have yet. I mean, to that's not deliver on any of the takeovers, uh, I, I tell people it reminds me the difference between watching college basketball and pro basketball in the sense that the college kids are hungry. They want that contract. They want to change their lives, their family's lives, and they play defense two inches from your face. When they're in the pros, they get the big deals. They get the contracts. Everybody's taken care of, and now you got two, three feet of space between you. They're not as hungry. They're not as as, as just rabid for it as the guys in NXT and it's less storyline and it's great wrestling and, and it's really it's just great wrestling. These guys give it their all. It's like they're in another gear compared to the main roster. Well, it's also um, because there's so, less, you know, there's only an hour of TV a week and they don't have as rigorous of a, of a live schedule. You know, part of that is this, but that's good. That's what, that's what separates it. Three hours is too fucking much. It's not enough going on to fill up three hours. So the majority of it's going to be shit. And, and even if it's not a majority, the odds are the stuff you're going to remember is the bad stuff. And so I, th- I think it's just force-feeding something. I think an hour is perfect, leaves you wanting more. That's a much better problem than, you know, man, I, I can't even sit through this last hour and a half. Yeah, I mean, I will say, you know, it, you know to your point, like when October starts – uh, you know, if I'm doing this podcast, it's like three hours on Raw, two hours on SmackDown, two hours with AEW on Wednesday, and that's not even counting like New Japan that I've been watching all of the G1 and so whatever events that they're putting on, whether it's Wrestle Kingdom, you know, I'm gonna be tuned in for, and it, it you know, it's it, it really is daunting. It it starts to like I can't tell you, and it's not just WWE. I can't tell you. Like, I, I couldn't tell you, like, what matches were on which AEW card. I couldn't tell you. Like, I, I could tell you what was on Double or Nothing, but the two events 
since then, which were like Fighter Fest and Fight for the Fallen. I couldn't tell you which one. And the same thing goes for WWE, like with Extreme Rules and with the Saudi events. I and I and I think Backlash. I forgot what the other event was. I couldn't tell you which match was on which card. You know. Having said that, let's try I to predict. You, I can tell you the the AEW pay per views and just the matches in general had much more memorable moments that that stick out in my mind than anything the WWE's done in the past. Uh, uh, I don't know months, man. I mean, there's just nothing that jump comes to mind, but. I think of Darby Allen. I think of Janela and Moxley, Dustin and Cody. I mean, they, they've done, they put up some killer, killer matches in a short, short amount of time. I mean, I thought Double or Nothing was fantastic. I wasn't as big of a fan of Janela and Moxley, and maybe it's just because I've seen Moxley now have so many great matches at New Japan with you know people like Juice and Ishii and Switchblade this past week. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, I'm obviously, I still mark out for stuff. I'm marking out for, you know, Aja Kong and awesome Kong and the, in the ring together, staring at one another, you know, the same way I would, you know, for undertaker and sting or something. So I'm not, I'm not saying that none of it's memorable. I, I I'm just saying it's like, you know, it, it's just a lot of wrestling that that's all. And, um, and there is, and there is a thing of like, I'm, I'm, you know, I know that the, this, we're kind of sidebarring now. I know the Lucha bros and, um, uh, fucking new, uh, young bucks match is going to be fantastic, but I feel like I've seen it so many times and they've had like so many different versions of the three way that uh, ladder match though. Yeah. Ladder match. I guess you're right. Yeah. All right, well, let's get to SummerSlam predictions. <laughs> uh, Universal Championship, Brock Lesnar for Seth Rollins. I don't care about this match. I hope Brock wins, but I don't care about this match. Anybody here care about this match? Brock wins. That's that's it. Why do you think Brock wins? I agree. That's just the right thing to do. You know, I mean, why would you put it on him and then take it off right away? you got to build to something. Uh, I think the money historically in wrestling is with the babyface chasing. So let's let the babyface chase and let Brock uh, do what he does, wander off and, and pop back up Merle Rumble time. Yep. Yep. Did you uh did you see the Rollins promo on Raw? Yeah. It was one of the worst things I've ever seen. No, like I don't watch it. Okay, so basically Lesnar just destroys him, right? He comes out to confront Lesnar. Lesnar kills him again. All Lesnar's been doing is killing him. Rollins gets on the mic while he's, like, laying on the ground, and he's just, like, sad, and he's just, like, basically, like, I'll, I'll see you Sunday. Like, basically, <laughs> like, just defeated, and I think they Scott were going hates for, Seth like... Rollins. No, because I think the company was going for, like, let's root behind this guy. He's giving up hope. But instead, it's like, okay, yeah, give up. We want you to give up. Fuck off. It was... It just... It didn't work at all. It made it made you really not want to watch the match. Well, perhaps that means that you know uh, Seth's going to flip out, and take it too far, and and leave Brock laying, but lose the title opportunity because of a DQ. He takes it too far. I just don't think that they're ready to, you know, switch back right away. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't think that that makes sense yet. I would. I'd keep the build going. He just starts stabbing Brock Lesnar. I, I saw the promo, and I think uh, a lot of it has to do with something that's discussed a lot on, on Conrad's podcast, which is, you know, back in the day, guys didn't have writers writing their shit. 
They, they yeah. just went out there and they and they they did it themselves, and that's why so many of them were so good at it. Uh, and now it's like you know you're a cop. You guys are cop. You you stop doing crowd work, and then you get back into crowd work by hosting a show, and you suck at it because you stopped doing it. It's mm-hmm. a muscle you haven't used. So these guys have been given scripts. They're they're pretty much their entire major part of their career. Uh, so there's no feeling behind it. There's no selling it. It's not your words. Yeah, it is interesting that, um, you know, you know, now we're going to see the type of wrestler, especially if they're not picked up from the Indies, which most of them are, but the ones that are really WWE based have never had that opportunity to come into their own character. Uh, Becky Lynch versus Natalia. I got Becky on this. Just, just, I, I just don't see Natalia winning. Maybe there's some sort of Ronda interference, but no, it should be at least an interesting match to watch because, you know, the crowd's going to be split and I think they can put a good match on together, but yeah, I, I, I think Becky's going to win. Uh, I agree. I, I was debating whether or not Ronda was going to pop in, uh, but I'm leaning more towards no on that. But um, I, again, I, you know, Becky's your, 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 your everything. You're not going to, you're not going to take anything off of her right now. Conrad, you see Becky going over? Of course. Yeah. I mean, the only way Natalia wins is if Becky's in a car accident on the way to the building. <laughs> <laughs> I did it for you, Rock. Uh, and, Scott, you obviously have Becky on this. Yeah, right? it's definitely Becky. But, again, a match I like. I really do not care about. I think it's... it's really, yeah, don't care about it. I mean, Becky, It's no one's really behind her anymore, are they? It's like that cockiness and confidence has uh, become something else now that she's on top. Yeah. I think people are turning on her, like, way too quickly. I don't know. I think she still has fans, but it's... You're right. The the heat's died down a little bit. We'll just do one-word answers, guys, just to get through this. SmackDown Women's Championship, Bailey versus Ember Moon. Obviously, Bailey for me. Shuley? Uh, Bailey. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Conrad? Yeah, Bailey all day. You know, Bailey needs it. Uh, you know, Ember Moon is, is obviously very talented, but it's Bailey's time. Yeah, I mean, all she has is that she has the best finisher in WWE, but that's about it. Scott, you're going to go with Bailey on this one? I just don't know the direction they're going, and I think Ember Moon as champion is better. Really? Yeah. I say do it. Pull the trigger. I don't think that many cool things are going to happen at SummerSlam, and I think they were really banking on some cool things happening. So I say, yeah, give it to Ember Moon. Uh, Kofi versus Randy Orton. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Kofi. I think Randy ends up with the title eventually, but I think Kofi's gonna win this pay per view. Shuli. Um. Hmm. I don't know. I think I, I. You know what? I'll go with you. Yeah, I agree with that. Why not? Conrad. <laughs> yeah, it's gotta be Kofi. You know, they uh, there's still uh, there's still money left to be made there. So it's not time to take it off him yet. Um, and Scott, Kofi, no Kobe doubt. Go the way. AJ versus Ricochet. Uh, they're not gonna. They're not gonna take the heat off AJ yet. So I'm not. This is the most predictable fucking pay per view in the world. Yeah, the only match I'm unsure well, no, of. Sure. You're gonna get some screw jobs in here. I mean, I, I see the. You know, maybe Ricochet looks like he's about to have him beat, and the club interferes or something. I think he can still keep Ricochet strong, but not take the belt off AJ. So, yeah, I mean, it may be predictable if you're thinking you're going to get clean finishes every match. Here's a spoiler. You're not going to. Right. Uh, so, at the end of the night, regardless of what the finish is, AJ leaves with the title. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that. Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon. Oh, my God. Can anybody care less? Uh, they're doing such a disservice to Kevin Owens. It's so crazy spot. that they decided you know, he, to he's, go he's with really this. He's a badass. And, you know, let the dude do what he needs to do. He just needs to squash Shane McMahon and move along. Shane's a great television character, but Kevin Owens has such a huge upside, and he's just toiling away here. I hope he smashes him, stunners him, and, and we're in and out, and we can get on to another match. Well, it's very bizarre, too, because, like, they're obviously trying to create the, you know, Austin Vince thing, but we've already had Kevin Owens versus Shane where Shane was the baby face. And we've seen a Hell in a Cell match. They had a great Hell in a Cell match. Why Why is this more important? I, I don't understand it. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree, though. Like, here's the guy in Kevin who has gotten over everywhere he's been with little to no resources to help him. And now he's in a place where he's surrounded by resources, and all he, all they're doing is burying this guy, and, and it sucks because he's such a huge talent. He's got the it factor. He's got that thing where whether it's a scripted promo or it's coming off the top of his head, he sells it, and uh, it's a shame they're wasting away, like Conrad said. For sure. All right, Finn Balor versus the Fiend. Uh, this will be a fun match to watch. Obviously, Bray's going to go over. I think it'll be a clean finish, too. Yeah. It has to be a clean finish. has to make him look strong. I would do an injury angle, right fin off TV, and uh, proper. Yeah. yeah, I think it'll be quick. I, I, I think people are more excited to see how he's going to look in the ring, how Bray's going to look. Is he going to have the mask on when he wrestles? Is he going to be wearing you know something different, extra? Uh He's definitely going to change up his style. Is he going to go back and forth between The Fiend and Bray? I, I think that's the appeal to the match. So that's like one of the things I'm most excited for. Well, you know what would be kind of fun is if at the end of the match you have, you know, you have The Fiend beat him and then afterwards just, you know, terrorize him and, you know, put him through a table or, you know, bust his, I mean, they can't do chair, head chair shots anymore, but, you know, really go after him. And then the lights go dark and you're back to the Firefly House Bray Wyatt character where he's comforting Finn Balor. So you see that duality. That would be kind of a fun booking. That's my. I definitely think, I def, I definitely think the most interesting part of this match is going to be after the match. I definitely think something's going to happen after the match. Uh, uh, and I do think Bray's winning this one. Uh, yeah. Goldberg versus Dolph Ziggler. Goldberg's obviously going to win. I mean, maybe they're doing something where he's behind yeah. the Roman Reigns thing. I don't know. I mean, I don't think Goldberg oh, would go God, for that. I hope not. That would be the worst thing ever. Yeah. The poor guy survived cancer, and now he's got to survive a feud with Goldberg, too. <laughs> Leave him alone. <laughs> yeah, man. I just, I'm not a fucking Goldberg guy. I'm just. Nobody is. It's a turd of a match, and Dolph deserves better, but he signed on and got a bunch of money, so. Well, I. Hey, them's the breaks. Go take your spear and your jackhammer. Let's just hope it's quick. I think this is a cool moment, this match, because it's only happening because Goldberg shit the bed so hard in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. They need him to redeem himself. They need the world to know, hey, Goldberg actually doesn't suck. Because but he does his suck. entire career is Goldberg stinks at wrestling. And yeah. so finally they're going to try to show people because who's better at selling? Who's better at giving, you know, oh, making someone look good? nobody's better at selling Dolph than Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler. And I think Dolph takes pride in that. I think he's probably so excited to get a good match out of Goldberg. I mean, if he gets a good match out of Bill fucking Goldberg, like everybody's going to have to stand up and be like, thank you so much. You are 
what you say you are. You're amazing. And I think I think that's a cool part of the match, that if they pull this off, that's all Dolph. Or they make it really funny and do the Michaels Hogan thing where he sells so much it's hilarious. I'd love that. Like have him fl- flop around the ring like a fish. I, I, would, I would love or that. Or Matt Riddle shows up. Well, yeah, we'll get to that later. Um, <laughs> but Matt Riddle, I, I don't think that match is ever going to happen, unfortunately, because the ego's involved. And lastly, the, the match that probably everyone's excited for the most, Trish Stratus for Charlotte Flair. I don't know. If, if somebody doesn't have Charlotte for this, please speak up. Um, but, I, I, you know, I think Charlotte's going to carry Trish to a great match. That's my prediction. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think it's a surprise. It's going to be the best match all night, and the one that people are talking about and tweeting about. Uh, this will be the show stealer. Yeah. And I just want to say, I want to go on record to say that uh, I would hit it raw, no bag, either one. Either one. Thank you. I think you'd hit most things, Shuli. What wrestler? What female wrestler have we mentioned that you wouldn't hit it? Awesome Kong. <laughs> <laughs> hey, calm down, Bubba the Love Sponge. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't wanna you don't wanna end it. Yeah, she's nice. It'd be fun. Um NXT championship. Two out of three falls match. Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano. I think Cole wins. I think the whole night ends with everybody in um in that stable with a belt around their waist. Just because it's gonna be a cool image, but all right, NXT Women's Championship. I, I see them keeping it on Shayna. I don't know. Shayna's got to be called up soon. She's going to be called up soon, but they can. I don't think they're going to do it. I mean, unless they have that, they have to bring up Ronda first before Shayna, right? If they want to do that Survivor Series dream match. Oh, yeah, I guess. If I'm Shayna, I see what's happening with Asuka. I see what's happening with, uh, with, with uh, other, uh, the Pirates or Kari Singh. They're bringing these, you know, they're bringing these top quality talents in, and nothing happens. And so, if I'm Shayna, I want to stay there as long as possible. Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree with you. NXT North American Championship. This one's a little bit of a toss-up, but I think they're going to give it to Roderick Strong just to have that image at the end of the night, and because he needs it more than the other two guys. But, uh, but. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I mean, you think they keep it on Velveteen? They're not going to give it to Pete Dunne. I feel like Dream is, he's in like limbo right now. I feel like everybody knows he should have been called up, but they're really waiting for that perfect moment. But the problem is there's no such thing as a perfect moment anymore because they all stink at writing well, it. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, like, there's no better example than that than the weird fucking way they brought up Ricochet and Aleister Black before WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this is the one thing they are so afraid of fucking up is this Velveteen Dream debut, but it's got to happen. When is it going to happen? NXT Tag Team Championships, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. Anybody, that's who I've got. Anybody think it's going to be the Street Profits? I was just going to say, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of the whole Undisputed Faction, and, and I agree with your earlier statement that I think everybody ends the night with gold around their waist from that uh, faction. I think it's solid, and uh, I think you keep it on them. Yeah. And uh, Candice LeRae versus Io Shirai. I'm, is that how you say her name? Yeah. Um, I'm guessing I'm going to go with Io on that one. Seems like they have more push behind her. I, I don't know. 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be a, a really fun match. I love them both. I, I think it's a toss-up. I think this is literally they just get to decide, and it doesn't affect anything. That's crazy. That's the only thing that's a toss-up. I mean, like, there was no debate during this entire... Uh, us breaking down this card, there was, there was absolutely no debate. Uh, that's, I, I think that's a problem for WWE. Every single match is this predictable. And not only are they predictable, we also don't care to see who wins what. <laughs> like, it's not affecting, you know, our excitement, our enjoyment of it. It's all just, yeah, whoever wins, wins. Yeah. They're in such a shit spot. It's just too much fucking wrestling. Let's get on to probably my favorite topic of this week. Uh, Great Collie's Instagram. I don't know if you guys have got a chance to check it out, but it is, it is like, it's, it's basically like your 80 year old grandpa learning how to use technology, but he's a fucking giant. Yeah. It's exactly his character in WWE. <laughs> no, it's way better. <laughs> like, it's like him. Like there's like a video online where he's like trying to put a new balance shoe on. And there's like a snake in the shoe. Would you ever consider having him in Starcast, Conrad? <laughs> Why is that? The the three plane tickets you'd have to buy for him? No, I just you know, I want to bring in the big stars, you know. <laughs> yeah, you can't have like a sit down Starcast weekend interview with the great Kali. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what would the panel be? Remember yeah. Punjabi prison? Yes. Okay, Just the great Kali commentating on Ready to Rumble. <laughs> the roast of great Kali. He doesn't even know what's happening the entire time. Yeah, really, I'm looking at it. It's like a real roast. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking at the pictures, and it's like having when people have a baby, they just put different hats and shit on it. Like they just put different outfits on them, yeah. taking pictures of them with a sombrero on. <laughs> he has like a Burger King Great. hat, and a yeah. lot, a lot of, and a lot of his videos are him just like walking around India and Indians freaking out because it's a tall guy. Yeah, man, it's different I there. What that's like. <laughs> man, tall guys got it easy, man. They really do. Yeah, but not when you're great, Kali, and he's gonna die like soon because of how tall he is. Man, that's a depressing note. Um, but <laughs> but speaking about something that may not make you taller, but will make you harder, Blue Chew. Guys, remember the days when we were always ready to go? I, I do. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. And on a side note, I've been taking generic Viagra. It's really fucking expensive. Uh, Blue Chew is uh, a lot less pricey than that. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. So when Awesome Kong walks in that door, Shuli, you'll be ready for it. If you could benefit from extra function and more confidence workouts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. And that, my friends, is our plug from Blue Chew. I always feel like uh, with wrestling podcasts, it's either like Blue Chew or fucking or energy drinks. Just just something to get a truck driver out of bed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Number five. 
Scott's New Japan Corner. Uh, what was match of the week, Scott? Uh, I mean, there were so many great ones. I woke up early this morning. I got to see Will Ospreay versus I Kenta. It Is it I, great? It's phenomenal. Okay, first five minutes, you're like, holy shit, these guys are the best. And then you start you're going... You're not a Kenta fan. Well, and then you start going, oh, Os- Kenta's a little winded, and Osprey's working his ass off, you know? Yeah. But uh, what an amazing match. Uh, Moxley versus damn Jay White this weekend was unbelievable. unbelievable. It's like holy shit. It was like it was like a WrestleMania main event. It felt like like that the emotion it was drawing from the crowd and me watching it. It's like uh, again, it's this issue I have with New Japan where I just can't make fun of it or, or say much about it because it's all just pretty fucking great. And uh, this weekend, I mean, we got tomorrow. What the so we have the eighth and then I believe the tenth and eleventh. I think the eleventh. The the 12th. The 12th yeah. is the finals, but it's like 10th, 11th, 12th. I mean, you have the best wrestling you're going to see all year, possibly, this weekend, and it has nothing to do with WWE. It's have you cool. guys been uh, keeping up at all with uh, the G1 tournament? I read the results. Uh, I've watched, but I haven't seen any of the matches. Oh, man, you're doing yourself a disservice. Yeah, I've, I've watched a few of the Moxley... Uh, uh, I watched the Ishii match and uh, watched the uh, Okada's match and yeah, I, I love their stuff, man. It, it, uh, New Japan has a great, great product. It's stiff and it's fucking legit, and I love it. Everybody is fucking, you know. Every everybody thought that like when AEW came around that like New Japan was going to be gutted, but I mean, they they've really had what a what a bounce back you yeah. know and they created new stars pretty fast i think it's either saturday morning or sunday morning oh no saturday morning we get um okada versus ibushi oh i can't wait which it's like i mean yeah nxt can compete but is it going to no I, way I, I, yeah i highly doubt it and then sunday morning you get juice versus moxley which has is somehow a more riveting storyline than anything leading up to SummerSlam. It's crazy, and it's a rematch. Yeah, and it's a rematch. Only like two months ago. Uh, number six, Kane Velasquez's debut in AAA. Man, I, I didn't watch this whole match. I just saw clips of it, and people were talking about how great it was, but... It's it's really awkward to watch that guy in a fucking luchador mask. Man. Yeah, but he was do he was doing the moves. He was doing the moves, but why? Yeah, but I mean, why clearly- have that guy do the moves? It's like yeah, it, he should just be hitting people. He should just be hitting people. Why not book him like Brock? I don't understand. Yeah, I think that was probably more of his call. He probably wanted to be able to show people that he could come roll on, around. Come on, guys, it's Lucha Libre. You got to put on a hood and do some goddamn flips, you uncultured motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, man. I I don't know. I, I maybe I was just looking for reasons not to watch Triple A because it was really good. I'd be like, oh, great, I have to add this to the fucking hours of wrestling I watch every week. But, I don't know, it just looked goofy for me. It was just it was just I mean, I watched goofy. most of the show, and most of the show was goofy. I think it's, I think Lucha Libre might be that. That might be a thing we don't really talk about. That, yeah, it's these amazing high flyers and stuff, but it's also kind of stupid. <laughs> There's like a silly element to every match. Every match that I saw, what was it, Saturday? There was something like yeah. absolutely absurd and silly about it. I mean, it's I just, the culture, maybe. Yeah, but maybe it's a different thing. It's a different thing. I, I, I don't know. I've, I've, I've got a. I, I, I just kind of wish that they were going to bring Kane Velasquez. But there's also a world where they just like where WWE fucks up with like pushing new guys so badly 
that instead of using the talent they have, like an Aleister Black versus a Brock Lesnar or something like that, they just end up paying Conor McGregor like $3 million at WrestleMania <laughs> to wrestle Brock Lesnar. I, I could totally see that happening. So um, number seven, Sami Zayn is doing improv this week. Man, that's can we just can we just stop with wrestlers doing comedy? He loves comedy. I dude. know it's just it's just it, it, there's a point where it's he's like Canadian. He's connected. There's something about Canadians. They're like very much connected what to if, comedy. What if people just like start like you ask for like, suggestions and everyone just brings up like really serious shit about Syria? They're like <laughs> Aleppo, <laughs> Assad. <laughs> Also, like, he's, like, a ska fan. He has, like, no problem with being silly. Like, the way he walks out is the same way improv troops walk out. That is true. Like, kind of, like, a moshing heel, a little bit. Like, it's Dude, very that would goofy be such a good fucking, not funny. That would be such a good heel move if, like, Sami Zayn's new heel turn was just he was, like, an improv instructor that went crazy. Like, Adele Close. Yeah, he yes-ands everything. This is an interesting thing. What do you think is the worst wrestling? Because Sami Zayn's doing improv this week. You know, we wish him well. But uh, what do you think is the worst uh, wrestling side project you've ever seen? Personally. The Macho Man rap album or the rap song, I think maybe would be the worst project ever outside of wrestling. Yeah. I don't know. How about you, Conrad? What's the name of this podcast? What? <laughs> it probably Starcast because it's ruined by a fucking line. <laughs> Conrad, yeah. you're going you're gonna to do one for every... I mean, so, you know, this is like... All Out is really the last, like, event event for AEW. And then, I guess, we don't really know what they're going to do. I guess, what, every four months? Are, are you going to try to do StarCast every four months? No, I mean, this is the only one I have on the books. Uh, and I only had this one on the books because, you know, they told me whenever it was official, like, end of the year, beginning of this year, whatever... Hey, we're doing, you know, Vegas on this day and Chicago on this day. And once I knew I had that confirmed, I locked down the two venues. And I don't know that I would have done a third one had it not been back at the same venue where I did the first one. I just wanted a chance to sort of do that one again because I learned a lot, you know, the first time promoter. So I wanted to jump a chance to do that one again just because it's back in the same building, in the same town, the same venue. So... You know, that was really the only reason I committed to do three. Right now, there is no four on the books, and I don't know if that'll change anytime soon. Wow. Yeah, I mean, look, if you have a chance to go, it was one of the most fun times of my life. I mean, legitimately, legitimately, yeah. uh, I, I've been to the first two. I had so and... much fun of the first one, I forgot that I had to put a family member into rehab the next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's how much fun Thank it was. You guys. I appreciate you coming. Yeah, that's, the big, that's my seal of approval on it. Um, I'm going to have to go with Shawn Michaels in this new Farce Wars. I don't know if you've guys seen a trailer for this, but holy shit, dude. Shawn Michaels is playing Yoda in this movie, and I feel bad, um, mostly because, you know, there's some other people involved in the movie that I'm friendly with, but holy shit, it is just like, it's, it's fucking crazy. Uh, I'll send you the promo for it, but man, if you guys could, for the next Starcast, if you guys could watch Farce Wars and have people make fun of it, I mean, it it is it it's fucking crazy. Yeah, I'd be there for that. What are you doing Labor Day weekend? <laughs> what am I doing? Oh, I'm in Baltimore. I think I can't come, but n n next time around, next time around, dude, I'm telling you, like 
Farce Wars. Uh, it's so bad, though, you may not even be able to get through it. I mean, I mean that's it, most things wrestlers do. Yeah. Outside of well, What do you think is the worst side project for... I mean, yeah, the Savage thing is terrible, but even the Cena rap thing was not great. Right. You know, I've, I've never seen... Uh, Speaking so of not people. great, dude, I- Idris Elba raps at the ends of Hobbs and Shaw... And he raps as his character. Why? It's, it's real bad. The coolness factor is completely fucking taken away from that guy. Um, number eight, is Jericho fucking with Matt Riddle a work? I don't know, what, what do you think about everybody shitting on Matt Ribble, Riddle, guys? I mean, like, you know, he said Goldberg sucks. And now, like, everybody is coming out of the woodwork to defend Goldberg. I, I don't fucking understand it. Is it just like, like, fuck well, the new guy? I mean, that's, that, that's why wrestling's been forever, you know? Pay respect to the veterans. You don't disrespect the veteran. You're the young guy. You pay your dues, et cetera, et cetera. I understand the hierarchy and the tradition of wrestling, and I get why the guys are mad about it. I don't think it's a work at all. I mean, there's no chance WWE and AEW working together, and nothing that Matt Riddle said is wrong. Goldberg does suck, and he would beat the shit out of Chris Jericho. I mean, what you're talking about is, you know, a professional athlete in the prime of his career who is trained in martial arts for the majority of his life, uh, I mean, there's not many people walking around that could beat Matt Riddle in a real fight. So, yeah, I think that's sort of the obvious, and I appreciate that Jericho still wanted to troll him back because, I mean, that's the Jericho we know and love. But, yeah, there's no chance it's a work, and, and there's, no, there's no big payoff here. So I don't know why they would continue to do it. Unless they're really going to throw down at a Blink-182 concert, in which case... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah, I think uh, Riddle's I, just I, out of know, line. It's I, just I like uh, I like playing poker, and I remember you know I was living in Vegas when the when the poker boom hit, and that guy won the World Series of Poker on a forty dollars satellite, and everybody, uh, everybody and their mother started playing cards, and I remember them saying, you know, well the the right way to play, the way they've been playing for years is you don't you know you don't slow play a big hand, you don't do this, you don't. You don't raise with this, you don't raise with that. And meanwhile, you had a new crop of young, aggressive online players that were pushing every hand that started doing their own thing their way. And all these all these old timers saying, "Hey, don't do that. You can't do that." And meanwhile, these kids start winning, you know. And and now there's a whole new breed of young poker players that play that way. Yeah, I, I mean, I love Matt Riddle, and it is. It's just so annoying that they're not going to be able to have because the way to use Matt Riddle now is have a WrestleMania match with him and Goldberg, where Matt Riddle just kicks the shit out of him. But there's no way Goldberg would agree to that, or Paul Heyman would let that happen because in real life, Matt Riddle would kill Goldberg, right? And it wouldn't even be a. Yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah, it would be like thirty. In, in real life, Matt Riddle would beat up everyone in WWE. Yeah, yeah. Brock Lesnar. That's reality. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, I don't know if they can do it. Uh, number nine, they announced the uh, that Roman Reigns and Becky Lynch are the cover of the new 2K commercial. They had a commercial to go with it, which I guess was at like Hulk Hogan's mansion. Yeah, but it just came off like the White House. Like it. <laughs> also, Hulk Hogan can't afford that mansion now. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know how much Peter Thiel got for him, but he's definitely not affording that mansion. Did you guys check out the trailer? It wasn't my favorite. I mean, I still dug it. I think everything 2K does is, is pretty good and well done. This isn't my favorite one they've ever done, but I dug it. And 
I disagree. I do think Hulk can afford that mansion. He got that Gawker money, and that's true. I don't know what the the lump sum was at first, but I know it was a bunch. So, I, you know, I bought it. I thought it was cute for what it was. I'm not a huge gamer, but I mean, I, I get 2K every year, and, and this won't be any exception. But I get why they had to say it was a Hulk's house. I think they're doing a commemorative edition or, or something like that for Hulk. So, good for him to be back in the fold. I know that's not popular everywhere, but I grew up a little Hulkamaniac, so. Send me your hate tweets. Still a Hulkamaniac at heart. I, you know, I, I don't like Hulk Hogan as the wrestler, but I do like his political views outside of wrestling. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> uh, I, I, my problem with the commercial is it's like a- anything that like comes off like suit and tie makes me think of the Illuminati now. That's just like the oh, way the yeah, world yeah, works. Yeah, yeah. And so you're seeing all this man at this like secret meeting, and then like a woman crashes it, and I'm just like. Ah, this feels like very uh, Me Too moment for me. Like, it didn't come <laughs> off like a commercial for wrestling. It came off like a statement yeah. about, like, revealing the secrets of the government or At something. At the end of it, it says Elizabeth Warren 2020. <laughs> yes, that's what it felt like. And uh, number 10, Conrad. Uh, I just wanted to give you some time to promote StarCast 3, man. I'm fucking excited. Everyone's excited about this CM Punk, uh, you know, pipe bomb, two hours. Everybody's speculating. Um about what he's going to say during the interview. They're speculating whether or not he's coming back to AEW. Have you been directly talking with Punk? Can you give us anything? Yeah, here's what I can give you. I know for sure that everybody's going to be talking about CM Punk's interview. I mean, it's, it's probably the biggest coup that I've pulled off yet, including, you know, booking and then losing The Undertaker. Uh, and he's going to be on stage with a live mic. And, and obviously he's going to address WWE and he's going to address AEW. And that's not all. We've got the hottest star right now, John Moxley. Obviously, he's going to make some headlines, and Cody is never scared to be controversial. So those are the, the three big events, and when you order StarCast on Fight, you get StarCast 1 and 2 included. So hurry over to StarCastOnFight.com. Yeah, you got to check it out. I mean, it would be the biggest, we talked about this last week, but it would be the biggest troll job in the world if Punk didn't end up showing up at uh, All Out. I I don't know. I don't. You do you think he's going to show? I mean, in your opinion, Conrad, do you think that he's going to show up at all out, or you think he's really done? No, I know for sure he's not. I mean, we've we've tried to make that very clear, and I know whenever I say that, people think, "Oh, he works there. He's in cahoots. He's trying to cut toe the company line." That's not true. He's not going to AW. I mean, we had that said plain as day in the Sports Illustrated announcement, and I'll say it again here and every other interview I do. um, He's not coming. Shuli, you think Conrad's working you right now? <laughs> that's ju- that's just what uh, the uh, Conrad would do. That's the move, right? <laughs> no, no, nothing. He said the same thing about Bruce going back to work for WWE. He said the same thing about Bischoff. I see right through you, man. I ain't falling for it. Man, how fucking depressing would it be if like the lights came out, lights went out at the end of AEW, and then the lights came up and it was like Rusev. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd freak out. I'd love that. You that would, love it? Oh, it'd make me so happy. You're just an AEW worker. I'm excited about the company. I'm excited uh new weekly. I, I hope they hire writers. Guys, I'm uh, I'm open for bookings. So. <laughs> uh, hey, Shuli, is there anything you'd like to us to promote on the podcast? Anything coming up? Uh, you can, Well, you can pick up my double album. It's called Shuli. I did... Uh, it's available anywhere music's downloaded or streamed. I did a, a double album. It's the same set list, back-to-back shows, but the first show I do sober, and the second show I get hammered, and I try to run the same set list. <laughs> and uh, that's available. 
and uh, and listen on Sirius XM, Howard Sharp Show. That's my day job, and, and I'm touring, and you can follow me on social media, Shalom Shuli, on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Conrad, anything else besides StarCast, since we've already talked about that? Yeah, I mean, I think everybody should check out the uh, tribute we did with Jim Ross called uh, Grilling JR. It's all about Harley Race, and uh, it's going to drop Thursday. I'm not exactly sure when this airs, but it's dropping on Thursday the 8th, and we've got lots of fun cameos and paying respect to one of the greatest of all time. So if you don't listen to any of my podcasts, you should definitely listen to that one because Harley was the man. And Scott, you got anything coming up? Uh, I'm going to be at New York Comedy Club the beginning of next week, Monday and Tuesday. And uh, I want to promote Luger Fest, August 29th at Brooklyn Steel. We're doing a little festival in memory of our friend uh, Kevin Barnett. So go to brooklynsteel.com. Get tickets while they're you know still there. we got a lot of great names. Michael Che, Michelle Wolf, uh, the Lucas Brothers. Everyone's going to be there. Oh, that's awesome. Um, I, uh, will, uh, be, uh, doing a Southern tour starting next week, guys, August 15th. I'm going to be at the secret group in Houston, Texas, August uh, 16th. I'm going to be at club 3337 in Lafayette, Georgia, August 17th. I'm going to be at Brewski's in Hattiesburg, uh, Mississippi. Um, and then August 18th, I'm also going to be doing a brunch show in Baton Rouge. I'm forgetting the, uh, it's not on my website, but I'm going to put it up there. Uh, at the end of August, I'm going to meet Mugubis in Baltimore, and I'm going to be at Vermont Comedy Club next month. I'm, uh, I've been on Live at the Comedy Cellar the last three weeks on Comedy Central. Um, I think uh, I think I may pop up again this Friday. I'm taping tonight, so we'll see how that goes. And uh, I uh, please rate and subscribe to this podcast, Total 11 Marks, and you could uh, buy my album, No Real Winners, here on 800-pound Girl Records. It's also available on all streaming platforms and be sure to check out all the other podcasts on um all things comedy there's some great ones you know including bill burr is the obvious one but there's a bunch of other great ones like the dollop and uh thank you again blue chew and th- thank you conrad and shuli for doing this i really appreciate it hey thanks for having you got it, buddy. Man. i appreciate it all right y'all have a good one bye be well bye bye boys